Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornets fans? It is I, Darian Thomas, your host of the Trust the Buzz podcast, a part of the Believe podcast network brought to you by betonline.ag use code believe for 50 percent off your welcome bonus and please please bet responsibly but now that we got that out of the way in today's episode i have a action pack episode i feel like i said it every week and while that is true that i do say it every week and maybe it's not always action pack there still has been some stuff going on Kai Jones included, which is good in a way, just because of the fact that it is kind of in a weird part of the offseason where nothing else is going on. So really, I was just going to talk about Brandon Miller um, and just talk about kind of like what he can do for the team. That can always come at any time, but we're going to talk about Kai Jones first and then we'll see where it goes after that. But before we get into that, the last episode, the stat line of the day, I had who? On November 25th versus the Minnesota Timberwolves played 25 minutes, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, was 4 of 7 from the field, 1 of 1 from the 3-point line, and 5 of 6 from the free throw line. I had a lot of guesses, and I don't think anyone got it right from what I saw. If you did, please let me know, but it was Tao Maladon. Yes, Tao Maladon against the... Minnesota Timberwolves on November 25th had 14.7 rebounds, three assists, and one steal. I know the seven rebounds is what threw a lot of people off because it is Tao Maldon, but he's a pretty good rebounder. So it worked out for him, I guess. But yeah, I don't I can't remember if anyone um was able to guess the uh stat or the player correctly. So I have one, you all have zero. And before the season starts, let's see where we can get to and tally. It up now, like I said, I, I don't remember, and I probably should have triple checked uh, to make sure someone got it right. But from what I saw, no one got it right. But you know, I digress. Um, but for this week, who almost read it? I'm looking at my notes and I almost read the person, but who on December 29th versus the Oklahoma City Thunder in, tw- in just 21 minutes had 17 points. 13 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks. While being perfect from the field by going seven of seven, didn't attempt any three-pointers, and was three of five from the free throw line. I know the kind of the stat line probably gives it away to an extent, but hey, figure it out. I, you don't have many options, I guess, when it comes to when you look at that stat line, but hey, you never know. Someone might not guess it. So let me know. On December 29th against the Thunder, who had, they only played 21 minutes, had 17 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks. And they went perfect from the field and only missed two free throws out of five. Now, what you're here for, we're going to talk about, we're going to segue into the Kai Jones stuff. So if you've been living under a rock or if you just really haven't been paying attention because it is the offseason, Kai Jones over the last couple of weeks has just been posting weird stuff. It, nothing crazy. It's just more like he's just acting out, which for someone that you don't see post that much on social media, he's just been posting like a lot um, for him. 
So it caught my eye. Then, you know, there was that one video where he was like blabbering. Like you really couldn't even understand what he was saying. And it seemed like he was just out of it. And people were saying he was on drugs and people were saying that, you know, something's wrong with him, this, that, and the other. And that's why um, for the YouTube channel, I, I actually just made a video about this, but it took so long for me to make a video about it because I was unsure what was going on. I didn't want to sit up here and call him crazy and say he's saying dumb stuff and something actually wrong with him. But his father confirmed he's OK. He confirmed he's OK and he continues to do what he's doing. So I'm going to take that as he is OK. If he is not OK, I would like to be the first to say so on this platform that you know, I'm sorry if if I'm wrong. If if something is actually wrong with him and we're and we're talking about him the way I will be talking about him um and you know throughout this episode, then I, I apologize. As of right now, it just seems like everything seems okay. It seems like he's just a little cuckoo, and that's fine. But uh I mean, really, I'm, it went from him saying that he's better than Mark Williams. Technically, he was just, oh, I've never seen him do this move better than Nick Richards, saying he's better than LaMelo. It's just, and it's not, and this is one thing I want to say. I saw a lot of memes on Twitter specifically. If you if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, T-R-U-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z. But I just saw a lot of stuff on Twitter talking about how Charlotte Hornets fans should be ashamed of themselves or or um, maybe not even ashamed of themselves, but the, the Charlotte Hornets fans are just hypocritical because, you know, Miles Bridges did what he did. And it's like, oh, you know, welcome back and this, that and the other. And then for Kai Jones, like, get him off my team. And I get that. I get the optics of it. If you're someone on the outside looking in. It does it like, you know, we, a lot of Charlotte Hornets fans, I can't wait till Miles Bridges gets back. I can't wait till Miles, when his team, when Miles Bridges gets back, we're going to be good. And then now Kai Jones, he does it to what I understand. He hasn't harmed anybody. He hasn't harmed himself. He's just acting out on social media. And everybody's like, get him off my team. I get it. If you're on the outside looking in, it looks weird. Because, okay, how would you want someone who hit, hit the, mother of the, the, the mother of his children, but... You want Kai Jones, who's just acting weird on social media, out. But you want to keep Miles Bridges. And to that, I say, well, one for me, and I'll say personally, and then I'll say like kind of like as the fan base and how I see it. But for personally, for me, I was against Miles Bridges for a very long time. It hurt because Miles Bridges was my favorite Hornet before the incident. Um, it also hurt, and this is like kind of like personal thing. Like I literally just got married like <laughs> maybe like the month before he did that. So it was just a weird, it was a weird thing to see for someone that, you know, I wouldn't say I looked up to or anything like that, but it was just a guy that I favored in the league. You know, I wanted him to be successful. I wanted him to do what he can do. Uh, just watch him go from this like 12 point game per, uh, per game score to this 20 point per game score, seeing how far they could take the franchise. All this, it was just a weird time. Um, and then obviously seeing the pictures didn't help. But my stance was, as upset as I was at Miles, at the end of the day, because people would say, well, do you think he should come back? And my answer was no, I, I don't. But people do all the time. People, it, it, you know how it goes. For famous people, for athletes, we know how some of these things go. So it was hard for me to say, be so against it when I knew the reality of it was that he was going to come back. So one thing I said was, as pissed off as I was at Miles for doing what he did, especially, you know, in front of his children, all the all the optics around it, all the bad around it, as upset uh, as upsetting as that was, my final stance was 
if the mother of his children, I keep saying the mother of his children because I've said wife, I've said girlfriend, and people correct me on both. And it's like, well, he can't be if if he's not one and he's not the if she's not the girlfriend, but she's also not the wife. And then she's also not, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and I'm not calling, you know, I'm not calling someone their baby mama. And then that's not, you know, that, that's like a negative connotation. So I just rather be wrong or say the mother of his ch- of children, because that's the most accurate I can be without someone correcting me. Um, the mother of his children, if she says he deserves a second chance, I'll let it go. Not let it go, like forget, but let it go as in there's there's no outrage. There's no reason for me to be, you know what I'm saying? If she believes he deserves a second chance to play in the league, then there's there's nothing I can really say. You know what I mean? I, I can still feel the way I feel, but as far as like exerting that into, you know, social media and just always, you know, going just ballistic. I see people go crazy about it now. Like, oh, I can't believe this criminals of the Lauren team like to do all that it, it just wasn't worth it if she says that she believes he has a second chance and that is what she ended up saying multiple times and multiple times she also said don't give him a hard time let him grow let him learn um and like i said he deserves a like i said she said he deserves a second chance by saying that that is why there is a difference when, like I said, outside in, outside looking in, where people say, how could you want Miles bad but want Kai gone? Miles sat out the whole year. That was part of the deal he made with the commissioner of the NBA, with Adam Silver, that he would sit out the entire year and then also miss the first 10 games the next season. That was part of his punishment. Uh, I know he has to do like community service as well. There's probably some other stipulations that we don't know about as to go on. But as far as like coming back to the league, he did he did or or is going to do what he needs to do in order to come back. The Hornets have already signed into the qualifying offer. Deal has been done. So he's back into the league. With Kai Jones, it it literally comes down to skill. This is where it comes down to basketball. Once again, I can understand why people from the outside are saying the things they are saying with miles bridges. You can't deny he's a good basketball player. He was a great, he was easily our second best player on the 20. I always mess it up, but you know what I'm talking about? The good teams, the two good teams, decent teams. We had uh, the 43 and 39 team. Let's just say that he, he was our second best player easily. Maybe sometimes even our first best player with Kai Jones. And like I said, Miles Bridges has been the 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 law is letting him play, the NBA is letting him play, and the mother of his children said he is okay to play. So that's why it's easier to welcome him back, despite what he did. Even though what he did is way worse than anything Kyle Jones has done, Kai Jones has done, it's still he's went through the proper precautions and proper uh checkpoints to get to where he is now, which is the qualifying offer. With Kai Jones, he sucks. Kai Jones sucks. And then on top of that, he's becoming a distraction, whether he's trolling or not. As as Charlotte Hornets fans, and let me know if I'm talking out of turn and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to speak for everybody. But please correct me if I'm wrong, if this is not what you intend. But with Kai Jones, as as much as we look forward to this upcoming season, you know, everybody is allegedly healthy. It looks like we're going to have a good season. We have a starting center. It's still not certain, right? 
And for Kai Jones to act the way he's been acting and has not been able to do anything for the Charlotte Hornets is a problem. That is why you see people be like, just get him off the team. It's not because of exactly what he's doing. It's just, bro, you're doing all this. You're causing all this distraction, which we've had plenty of distractions down the road, which we'll get into that later. We've had plenty of distractions previous to this. We can go Miles Bridges. We can go to Charlotte Hornets choosing to draft Brandon Miller. We can choose LaMelo in general, like his his aura itself. That that's could be seen as a distraction at times. Not it's not Lamelo's fault. I'm just saying, like the the, the presence of Lamelo brings eyes. Um, we could talk about Gordon Hayward and far as his injuries brings a, a negative, you know, energy towards the franchise. Um, if I'm not mistaken, his wife said something about last year slightly where for a while it seemed like she was saying that Charlotte Horns aren't hell, are kind of the reason he's continuously being injured. Um, there's Johnny book night. We could talk about that. You can go on, so on and so forth. To have another one and for it to be for someone that has in year three at this point has not shown anything. It's just frustrating. It's just like, if you're not going to show me anything on the court, but you're going to act out on social media, you're going to troll, you're going to do whatever you're doing, then I don't want you on my team. And I kind of feel the same way. I like Kai Jones. I like what he's able to do. One of his biggest things for him was his spirit. Um, And just like they said, his like work attitude and how he always wants to be a better player and this, that, and the other. Well, he's ruined that by acting out the way he has, by saying the things he's saying, talking about, oh, well, I can dribble and I can do this. We don't need you to do any of that. You're a sinner. We've seen you try to go coast to coast, ignore all the open teammates you have going down the court and try to go up on four people. We've seen you in summer league try to do something similar and cost us a game. Yes, it was summer league, but the mental mistake was much worse than the loss against, I think it was the Timberwolves. So, that is the issue with Kai Jones. That is why if you're not a Charlotte Hornets fan and you're listening to this or if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, that is why you see so many fellow Charlotte Hornets fans or Charlotte Hornets fans in general be so upset at Kai Jones. We have been in turmoil trying to get players. We get players and then they want to act up. We can even throw in PJ situation. It, you know, like it's just I, I'm not talking about like they necessarily did something bad. It's just the constant something off the court is happening. But on the court, nothing's happening. It's it's just the constant distractions. And Kai Jones is kind of I bet is a straw that breaks the camel's back for a lot of people because Kai Jones, what have you done in this league? Absolutely nothing. You haven't done absolutely nothing, but yet you want to go on social media and troll and do this and do that and say this and say that. And people are rooting for you. You just, And the thing is, with your skill, it's not, oh, man, his shot's not falling yet. Oh, man, he just needs to add some weight. Uh, right now, I think you would get a much bigger pass by the whole fandom of the Hornets if you just had a lick of basketball IQ, that's the biggest thing with him is that his basketball IQ is just minuscule at times. That is the biggest problem with Kai Jones. So for him to go on social media and act out the way he is, and apparently he's okay, it's just annoying. So I completely get why Charlotte Hornets fans are upset. It It is what it is. Because you have a guy 
who you took in the first round. I was supposed to pair with James Booknight. You got to think of the optics of that. James Booknight acting out himself. These two guys are supposed to be two guys where James Booknight can kind of take Terry's position. Um, and then Kai Jones is supposed to take the center position. And neither one of them panned out. And you have the audacity to go. You know the optics around this. And a lot of it is your fault. It's not the Hornets' fault. They don't. Steve Clifford doesn't play you because you don't. Every time you get minutes, you do something stupid that you don't need to be doing. So that is why you see so many people just be upset at Kai Jones, even though some people on this team have done worse. It's 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 really not about the action. It's just more about, dude, you, you you're not at least play like at least if you at least play and be good or something it's like oh well he's trolling whatever um but it like it is what it is i mean i'm pretty sure and and honest to truth more people would be up against miles bridges coming back if he sucked if it was james book night that did it most people would be like oh i don't want him back it's Miles Bridges, so more people wanted him back because he's actually good. And I hate to say it that way, but it's true. And that that wasn't my reasoning. And I know there's a few, a lot of very prominent Hornets fans or Hornets analysts that you see on Twitter and all these things on social media that their thing, it wasn't about how good he was. It was he went through the steps he needed to go through. They set out some steps for him to come back to the NBA. He did all of those. He got a check at all those. At that point, it's like, well, might as well have him back because he did what he was. They they set the rules. He followed the rules, and they should allow him back. That that's just. They said you need to do these things to come back. He did those things. I I, I don't know what else to say. There's not much I can say. That's why there's a difference. Now, as I've named all these things that go on with Charlotte Hornets, and we're, we may briefly get into Brandon Miller. I'm seeing the time, but. These, these one-person podcasts are just different just because of the fact that I'm talking for so long, and it, but it's just me here. It, it's just me. But um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so with that being said, I've named all the people. The Charlotte Hornets have a bigger problem. Every three to four, it's something or somebody. It is always something to distract the team, distract the fans, distract the NBA media from the basketball that's played on the court to something that is happening off the court. I don't know what, how to fix it. I know that those people I always say this, the people behind those doors, as far as the front office, you need to nip that in the butt. I'm not saying that do not allow these players to express themselves because I'm a big advocate for players being able to, to express themselves and to be able to talk on social media and to be able to interact with fans however they want, whether it's them telling them fans off or it's ha-ha, let's kiki. I, I don't care. So obviously, as long as you're not doing nothing wrong, but somebody has to step in. Because it keeps happening. Somebody has to, the players, either either one, you're not evaluating the player enough when you draft them, trade for them, sign them, whatever the, case, whatever the case may be. Or two, they're not scared. There's no structure. I guarantee you, and I hate using this example because it's used so much, but I guarantee you, players on the Spurs, at least they do their dirt. They, they may do it without anybody seeing because of the fact that they know if Pop finds out, there's going to be problems. They know that if, this is the R.C. Buford, I believe is their GM, or maybe he's the president, there's going to be problems. We saw the thing with Josh Primo. As soon as that came out, gone. And he was a high pick with upside. Gone. They don't have time for that. Charlotte Hornets, we like to play around and see because because we're so desperate for talent, we're so desperate for players. 
ah, well, you know, he's good, so let's keep. No. The Charlotte Hornets have just a much bigger issue, and I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix it without the front office getting involved and putting their foot down. Like, hey, we cannot be doing this. Steve Clifford, I think he's a great leader of men. I really do. But on the basketball court, I think like some of the lessons he teach you on the basketball court could probably transpire into stuff you do off the court and stuff in your everyday life. 100%. That, that's kind of like a big thing with sports is that you learn a lot of lessons in sports that you can apply to your real life. Steve Clifford, I feel like he's really good at that. Once the players leave, he probably doesn't relate to these players. He does not relate to these players. And there's why there's nothing wrong with that. When you have a team that spirals the way this team does and has the problems this team does, then it would probably help if you have a coach that maybe could relate to the players a little bit more. And it sucks because I think Steve Clifford is going to do a good job this year. Did I, but did I complain and say there's probably better options? Yeah, I still feel that way. But I am not going to ignore that. I do think he's a good basketball coach, especially with the X's and O's. It's just a matter of he, I don't feel like he relates to the players. That's not his fault. <laughs> That's not his fault. I mean, he's taking a job and he's trying to do his job. That's the front office's fault. You should have hired someone that is can relate to these players on and off the court in some way, shape, or form. That is the problem. Stop picking your buddies. Now, Michael Jordan's gone. So, and Steve Clifford and Mitch Kupchak's, um, career, not careers, but their contracts are up this year. So maybe we'll see something different uh, going forward. But as of right now, you got to stop picking your buddies, man. You got to stop picking your buddies. Also, you got to bring in some type of veteran. Like the, the Washington Wizards just re signed Taj Gibson. Why the heck? Would the Wizards need Taj Gibson? Please tell me. Tell me why the Wizards would need Taj Gibson. They have Jordan Poole, Denny Avdia, um, who did it? Balil Koulibaly, Daniel Gafford, uh, Johnny Davis. I can't. I can't think of everybody. Brad Bill's gone. I can't think of everybody. But a lot of young players is my point. Why do you need Taj Gibson? You're not going to play. You're not going to make the playoffs. And you're you're barely going to be probably a team that even sniffs 500. Why do you need Taj Gibson at 37, 36? You need him because he can set the tone in the locker room that once and then once he's gone, these players are going to take that precedent he set in the locker room and be able to take it with them and then pass it on to the next generation. And I say generation, but like the next two, three draft classes. You're going it's going to help Jordan Poole. As crazy as it sounds, he's been around Steph. He's been around Draymond. He's been around Clay. Jordan Poole knows some stuff about winning. They won the championship. He's around these veteran guys. He's been around Steve Kerr. He's been around the guy, the GM, who I'm, his name is losing me. He's been around all these people. Iguodala. He's been around a lot of people who know how to win, who know how to be professionals in the NBA. He, he's been around these people. I guarantee you there's going to be some things he takes from the Warriors as far as just the attitude, as far as how you carry yourself, hopefully not the punching like Draymond, but the things he's going to take from being with those guys. Andrew Wiggins is another player. I feel like he's always just been low-key. I'm not saying Andrew Wiggins acts like Udonis Haslam, but he's just always been a low-key player. He's probably another guy that can help you just be like, hey, look, dude, you can have fun without doing stuff crazy. Like I'm, I'm enjoying my life by being who I am. So, I think he could take some of that and bring it to the Wizards. 
even at his young age, even though he's not as old as Hodge Gibson. The Hornets refuse to do anything like that. The Hornets refuse to bring in, and I, I'm part of it is the roster so bad as far as like after our key guys. The roster's so bad, we can't afford to use a roster spot on a guy who's barely going to play. But at this point, it seems like what someone like Taj Gibson, just throwing that name out there, what someone like Taj Gibson can do off the court is way more important than anything he could possibly do on the court if it was for a team like us. We need that help. We, I think Isaiah Thomas would have been perfect for that. I get it. The Hornets were trying to make the playoffs. The Hornets were trying to be a good team. This is all before Miles Bridges did what he did. I get it. There was no reason to bring in Isaiah Thomas when you're trying to build this team to make the playoffs. But at this point, you got to realize with all the stuff that's been going on, you got to realize that, hey, we got to get somebody in there. Terry Rozier is not it. I know Terry Rozier likes to get the guys together. I know he's like a rah-rah guy. Everybody has a role. There's different ways to help be a leader. Teams need that rah-rah guy. They do. Terry Rozier, great. I'm glad. Like, that could be your role. I'm not saying you have to switch roles. Gordon Hayward, he's more of a guy that I'll lead you on the court. On the court, I I can slow the game down. I can help us think out situations better. I can kind of be like the coach away from the coach. I I can help us settle down. I don't know if I said that already, but I can do those things. But I'm once I'm injured, which is often, I, that's it. You, we might have a casual conversation or two, uh, but I'm not going to be able to reel in some of these guys who are struggling with the fame, struggling with the money, struggling with just being this uh, figure in the world. You know what I mean? And that's not Gordon Hayward's problem. That's not Gordon Hayward's fault. Same with Terry Rozier. That's not Terry Rozier's problem, and that's not Terry Rozier's fault. The Hornets should vet out these players before they draft them or pick or, or sign them or trade them, whatever the case may be. The problem is you need a guy that is not afraid to talk to the younger guys any kind of way, that's not afraid to take guys under his wing. Terry Rozier is still trying to get his. You know what I mean? Terry Rozier, I think he's 28, 29, maybe, maybe 30, but I think he's a little younger than that. He's still trying to get his, and I guarantee you Terry Rozier on a better team will probably look better than what he looks, even though I think he's going to have a good season this year. It would just be a different version of Terry. Terry still has time. Gordon Hayward, and eh, maybe he still has time. Obviously, not at the money is and not at the role that we play him, but he still has time as well. It's going to be hard for them guys to really kind of reel in a guy that's acting out like Kai Jones, a guy that's acting out like James Booknight, a guy to make sure Brandon Miller is is kind of like protecting himself. And I say that because the more and more I see Brandon Miller, the more and more I see how that situation happened. He is the most even kill, just jokester, just like regular guy. Uh, he almost doesn't even act like, because we have this thought of like what a basketball player acts like, you know, especially now when we see more and more uh, of their like personal side. He doesn't act like that at all. It's just when you see him, it's like, oh yeah, that's a basketball player. There's nothing wrong with that. But... To protect him from himself, just to make sure he doesn't end up in those situations. Because when you're a guy that is the even kill, that is the jokester, that is gullible to a sense to where you're not trying to see the bad in your friends and anything like that, you end up in a situation similar to Brandon Miller's. Which, from what I understand, was that he brought he brought the gun to the guy by just bringing his backpack, and he didn't know. So. 
and I could be wrong on that. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but he he didn't know. And and any and I'm not saying that just happens to guys like Brandon Miller. That really could have happened to anybody when you hear that story. But I don't know the whole entire story in depth detail. But still, we just need a vet to sit there, and his job is solely to just keep everybody in line. I don't care if it's texting guys at 2 a.m. Check like it could just be random stuff. Just a random guy who at this point, I just want to help the young kids. I just want to keep the young kids' head straight. I want to be the because. When you get a guy like Udonis Haslam, how Vince Carter was for the Hawks, even though he was old in playing, how Iguodala has been for the Warriors, um, how I'm trying to think. I would say Udonis Haslam, how we're saying, I'm assuming Tyus Gibson's going to be Derrick Rose is probably like that for the Knicks um, to a certain extent until he kind of basically got benched and that probably changed. But there's, and there's probably other guys in the league I'm just not thinking of, but there's tons of examples of guys who just know how Chris Paul in his very, very short time with what one year with the Thunder, they, he complete not that the Thunder were having problems in the first place. It was a brand new constructed team, but the way you hear Shay talk about his time with Chris Paul, it you can see that you can see the fingerprints of Chris Paul on the way the team is now. Just off that one year. Now I'm not saying we have to go get Chris Paul. I'm not saying we have to go get these guys that you know are at the. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that there's got to be a veteran out there that is willing to come back. I, and I, Isaiah Thomas would have been perfect. He still is. I don't know if he's still trying to play or whatever, but. He still would be perfect, and maybe even help a little bit. I'm not. I wouldn't rely on it, but that's the. That's not the point. The point is not to get someone that we can rely on. I would at this. I would really much rather just have a guy that can just be just in the presence of the team and just kind of be the constant reminder when you like. For example, if I'm James Booknight, right, and I'm pissed that I'm not getting playing time, even though I'm kind of playing like trash. But it's like oh, I can't play out my slump if I I don't play. I see Isaiah Thomas. Just see him in the locker room. It, it, it's it's going to be it's I don't know how to explain it, but the best way for me to put it is it's going to be subconsciously. But you see him and you're going to think, OK, well, this guy, he's he's handling these things a certain way. You know, I've had this talk with him. I just so all these things are probably going to go in the back of your mind. And I think that's important. I think that's very important to just have that presence. And but I, Isaiah Thomas will be the raw raw guy. He will be the guy who, if you put him on the court, he's going to help these guys. He's going to help them play the right brand of basketball. He he can do a little bit of everything. He strikes me as one of those guys. It's like at this point in his career, I just want to help you know kind of bring in the youth. And I think he would do an excellent job of that. He seems like a guy that everybody can relate with. You see that him and Lamelo still have some type of I wouldn't even say friendship, but just some type of connection. There's just a lot of things. And he was here for such a short time. I don't understand why the Hornets don't see that and see how valuable that is to have. Because if you're not going to do it, your coach isn't going to do it. Your GM is not going to do it. Like I said, your front office is not going to do it. Then who's going to do it? Bring in somebody. You have the blind leading the blind. Similar to what's going on at the Rockets. See how quick. Now, granted, they had a lot more money to play with. But you see how quick. They brought in veteran leadership. They brought in Dylan Brooks and they brought in um, Fred Van Vliet. Now, yes, they signed those guys and KPJ went to go do what he did. Allegedly, I think. I don't know if we're supposed to. I don't know. But 
Yes. So I know you could probably say, oh, well, look, it didn't work there. Well, one, they really probably haven't even got acquainted like that. And two, we've known KPJ has had behavioral issues or 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 anger issues or whatever the case may be for years at this point. So it's not surprising. There's, at that point, it probably is too far gone. So that that's all I'm saying is that the Hornets just have behavioral issues and they need to fix it. Yes, hundred percent. I'm. I'll always blame the players more than anybody for the actions for their actions. I'm not blaming the franchise for what Miles did. Not blaming the franchise for what Kai is doing or James Booknight or or uh, Terry Rozier allegedly lacking feet. Like whatever the case may be, I'm not blaming the franchise for that, and I'm not blaming you know guys like Terry Rozier, guys like even Mason Plumlee when he was here. I or Gordon Hayward. I'm not blaming them for not being this rah-rah in your face, guys. I'm not. But what I am saying is that it will just help. Let me know what you think down in the comment section below, wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, if you really want to have a conversation, uh, we can go back and forth. Um, make sure that you go ahead and go to YouTube. I will probably, I'm recording this on Saturday, actually. So I'll probably put this up Monday. Um, and then on Tuesday, it will be on a YouTube channel. So if you want to talk, then uh, just go to the YouTube channel and leave a comment and we can discuss in in more detail. I know that like with the podcast platforms, I don't know how commenting back and forth really works. I know it can be done. I just don't know if it's like as easy as YouTube where you leave a comment, I automatically see it and we can go from there. So if you want to discuss this more, please feel free to say whatever you need to say um, in the comment section of YouTube. If you do not if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, subscribe. Trust the buzz on on YouTube. You'll see it. It's you, you'll see I have like 1.4k subscribers. Every video Charlotte Hornets related. So yeah, I think that's it. I, we're not gonna get into Brandon Miller just because I've talked 33 minutes already. So I'm not gonna keep holding you, especially considering I don't really have much to talk about. I just want to talk about how I think he can help the team. But actually, now that I think about it, what I'll do next week is I'll make sure I still do that. But I'll probably include like how every rookie can impact the team because uh, uh, Mari Bailey is on a two way. Who else is on a two way? It's Nick. OK, so we got Brandon Miller, Nick Smith Jr. Mari Bailey's on a two way. Uh, is James Najee on a two way? I don't think so. James Najee's back in Barcelona. Who who is the other player that is on the two way? Who do we get? Do we only get four players or do we get five? I cannot remember who the fifth player is. I'm drawing a blank. This is bad pod podcasting, but I have to do it because I feel like we got five players and I cannot remember the fifth player. And it's gonna make me upset because I really liked our draft class. And of course, my phone is moving slow. So Amari Bailey, James Najee, Nick Smith Jr., Brandon Miller. Uh, who else? We only got four players. Oh, we only got four. For some reason, I thought it was five. Okay, yeah. So I'll just talk about how Brandon Miller, Nick Smith Jr., and Amari Bailey could help the team right now. Um, I, like I said, I know Amari Bailey's on a two-way, but and I guess I'll bring in Leaky Black too because he's on a two-way as well. I'll just talk about how they could kind of impact the team based on you know their previous performances and their previous stints at their schools, and yeah. Um, let me know what you think down, like I said, in the comment section below and thank you to believe for just hosting this podcast for me. Um, it is great to just work with y'all and continue to make Charlotte Hornets content. But anyway, thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.